All right, welcome to Wrestling with Reality. We got a fun show planned for everybody out there today. We are going to be doing our Independent Wrestler Spotlight Series once again. So you get part of this on the podcast, and then you got to go check out the rest here on patreon.com slash podcast. And we have a great third guest here for the podcast for this Independent Wrestler Spotlight <clears throat> Series. And uh, just another great talent that's up here in the Northeast region that's up here. And he is a bad dude. He's got it. He's got it. He's, he's no pun intended to Scott Hall or Kevin Nash. I don't want the WWE getting mad at me. He's a bad dude with an attitude. We got Rob Mayer here with us. What's going on, man? How's it going, John? Pretty good. Dude. dude. <laughs> Thank you for me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here, man. And uh, I got to ask first, how long have you been doing this for? Because I know you've been in the business for a while now, right? Yeah, almost pushing 14 years. Wow. Man, that's, that's, that's a nice career. Yeah. That is a nice career, man, that you, that you got going on. I know you're on the shelf right now, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit there, how it happened and everything. But, you know, so I always like to give the canned question right off the bat, sir. And I like to ask everybody, what made you want to get into the professional wrestling world? What made you fall in love with professional wrestling? Me, it was just seeing the art of everybody, you know, like how the wrestlers would work with each other. And, you know, you know it was, you know, it wasn't really like... Um, for fame or anything it was just seeing the art of everything inside of the ring you know i did martial arts for a long time too you know so to go from you know that to to seeing what how the ring was you know so i was like yeah i gotta get in here and try this and you know um basically it kind of like started i did uh security work Mm -hmm. before i did anything and uh uh, i went to wild samoans down near office oh wow on a WXW years ago, I did some security work twice for him. And uh, one time was in Hazleton. This was like early. This was probably like, I think it was 90, oh. I want to say 98 or something like that. And a buddy of mine used to do stuff down there. So he told me I went down, tried out security. And and then uh, they, uh, they kind of liked me. So years later, he ended up moving from Hazleton. And uh, I want to say it was Sciota. They were in Sciota, and then I went back down again, did some security work, you know, and then while I was there, um, that's when one day Alpha Pops was like, you know, he was like, you should be a wrestler. And I was like, yeah, you know, I wasn't as big as I am now, you know, so I was like, I don't know if I could do some wrestling. You know, I love wrestling. I love watching it. I love, you know, everything about it. I was like, I don't think I have the physique for it. And he was like, no, he's like, you got to try it out. Everybody has the physique for it. And so I thought about it, and a year later, it was, um, I went to a Ring of Honor tryout. Um, This was back when CM Punk was the head trainer for Ring of Honor. Oh, wow. And, you know, and so I went to do that and did a tryout, and um, I ended up pulling a a quad muscle in one of the exercises. And so we went to go run, and I couldn't stand up from the run. You know, because my quad muscle was like swollen, so it wouldn't let me do anything. And uh, that's when he was like, "Hey, you know," he was like, "You did pretty well," you know. And he was like, "We were impressed." He's like, "Want to see you heal up and come back and do another tryout?" And you know, it was like months later, he ended up signing with you know who, and <laughs> never went back. Never went back into another tryout. Oh man! Now, what was it like working with Afa and training under Afa and learning from him? Because people forget about Afa that Afa has been a premier trainer for a long, long time, and has trained some of the best in the business out there. What was it like working with him? 
Um, I didn't actually train at the school or anything. Okay. I just stayed, stayed working security. Um, but all the guys that I've met and everything, they're so professional and everything and all that. And, uh, and just to see what Afa brought to the, to the table for professional wrestling for the guys, like everybody's so talented. They learned so much from there. And, uh, it's like when anybody asked me where to go to training schools, like one of the best. And that's one of the schools I always tell them, I always tell them to go see, you know, the Samoans, you know, go down there and do your thing there because they'll train you really well, you know? And, uh, um, but pops and everybody, every, like I said, everybody was really nice. Like I met junior when he was like 18 years old at time, Alpha junior and, and, uh, and Lance was, you know, he was, he was young and he was, he was doing the cameras, and stuff. but they're all great guys. You know, it's like a big, happy family there, you know? That's awesome though. I mean, really just a legendary family. Of course, everybody knows the lineage on them with the rock and Roman Reigns. And I mean, so many others, Yokozuna, we could go down, Afa and Sika. And it's fun to see that Afa, I know I saw him a few years ago at an indie show still. And he was still coming out. Afa and Sika would, would do some shows here and there. So it's fun to see that they're still coming out. You know, I, I'm sure they probably still are to this day. You know, I know it was, like I said, a few years back that I saw them. Actually, I think it was Sika that I saw, excuse me. Um, but just legendary family and everything. So that's really cool. Now, who, who actually trained you to get into business? I, um, then I came up, oh, I got back home and everything. Then I heard about a wrestling here, which was ECPW, East Coast Professional Wrestling. And uh, I heard about that. And then they had a show. And I went to the show right here in Binghamton at the Post 80. And it was, uh, and I was sitting there watching the show. And then I realized one of the guys that I knew, which was the main eventer at that time, he was wrestling Ivy Green at the time, which is Rob Cook. And that was, uh, he went by Cage. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, I remember him. Big guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And yep. I knew Cage and stuff, and I seen that, and then I was like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, somebody that you know that's in there doing this stuff. And after the show, they introduced me to Keith Zimmer, which was the booker at the time for ECPW. And then he t- introduced me to Gino Caruso, which owns it. And we got talking and at that time. When I met them, I was like, I am now big, you know, but I was pushing like 260 pounds at that time. So, and Gino looked at me and he was like, that guy's a big guy. He was like, we got to get him up to the school in Cortland. And the next day, that Sunday, I went to the school in Cortland and, and I met up with a few of the guys in Shenango Bridge and uh, we rode up and that's kind of where it started. It was in, at ECPW with Gino and them. Oh, good times, man. And if I remember Cage was in a tag team at one point with Sean Carr, is that right? Yep. Yep. Okay. My memory is not totally killing me over yeah, here. So. Yeah, they did. They're running two CW together. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had some fun. I used to love those two CW shows and and, and you know the XP uh, you know uh, excite excuse me that they do. And I can even remember it back. I think to the ones that you were talking about. I think we would probably go there and check some of those out too sporadically when I would come back into town because I was living outside of there. But that, that's awesome though, man. Like there's this up area up here is a real nice hotbed for wrestling. I would say right. for you know because we live fairly close to one another, so. Right. You work you you work the scene, not me. You know it way better than I do. You know, pretty good area though, right around the, the northeast up here, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This area is all about wrestling here. You know, it's been even when I was younger, it was all about wrestling. Like every time wrestling came into town and when I was growing up, it was like you it took you you'd have to get to the arena like a couple hours early just to get in just to get 
in line just to get yep. in. You know, it was like almost like a WrestleMania here. You know, that's how packed he used to get here and everything. Yep. <laughs> the the indie scene that's been around this area where we live has been tremendous through the years. I mean, we've really seen the likes, uh, you know, come through here. Eli Drake's been through here many times. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of just everybody. I remember seeing Sammy Callahan versus RVD before Sammy went to the WWE back in uh, developmental back in the day. Yet yeah. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Ethan Page, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I mean, I could just go down, just go down the list, as you know. I mean, you probably worked on shows with a bunch of these people in the past. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a real it's it's insane to see the promotions up here, how successful some of the guys are, you know, and gals that have come through this. Jessica Havoc, I remember, was down through this area, too. Right. Um, I mean, just a lot of just a lot of them there that have done so much stuff in wrestling. But, you know, th that that's the cool thing about, you know, kind of where we live and the scene and just getting to go out and watch the product there's always something good that's going on now everybody has a favorite wrestler and you mentioned somebody to me off the air which i love this person is your that is your favorite um who do you who was the big wrestler that you love that you fell in love with that is somebody that you just thought was one of the best ones out there man oh mine was the soul man rocky johnson oh yeah that's really, he was like one of my favorites growing up ever since I seen, you know, watched him, you know, besides Snooker, you know, I met Snooker, you know, I seen him when I was young, seen him fly off the ropes, you know, but I was always, you know, I was always intrigued by Rocky Johnson, you know, and like, that's why I was like, you know, I want to grow up, you know, get the same build and, you know, like that. He, he, to me, he was his whole soul man thing you can you you feel that vibe when he when he wrestles that's the whole thing even at my age i still felt you know he, he draws people in you know so he's you know. great now have you watched the show with uh, the young rock there on nbc oh yeah there? oh yeah you yeah. got i knew you would it's so good isn't it yeah it, it's funny how like they got almost everybody kind of like to a t yeah know? I love his mother in it, or his. his I, love, I love all the characters, to be honest with you. But yeah. I love, uh, I love her mother. You know that you know runs the promotion out in Hawaii there, and I, I just love the cast of characters. What a life The Rock lived, and oh, yeah. Rocky Johnson. Rocky Johnson, like when you just see him talk about his dad, and I know Rocky had his little issues here and there, and indiscretions, of course. Well, you know, we all make mistakes or whatever. But right. the Rocky Johnson character, when you see him on that show, The Rock portrays him so well, like with that character that's on there, the you know playing him. And, and just the stories from Rocky Johnson. I love the one when they go to the flea market when he brings his girlfriend out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. And you, you like, can just see. Yeah, you, yeah, like you can this? just see. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, she, then she gets hooked on the wrestling, man. And she's just, she's just there because, I, you know, people, right. you know, if they don't watch professional wrestling and love with it, I think it's kind of like either you love it or you hate it type thing. Would you say right. that's pretty accurate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people like that you know some hate it some despise it you know some you know are in love with it just like you know most of us you know now teach you, your own i mean oh absolutely now you said your grandmother was a big wrestling fan right yeah she was big time like she was um like, like i said off the air before we started anything she would have books like this and we would go to every show and she would have every match from like who it was all the way up until she wrote it all down, like how things went and all the way up to the pin and everything and who won. Like she had stacks of them. Like today, I can't find them after my grandmother passed away. I could never get, if I could have got a hold of those, I, I could have probably, if I ever, if people seen those, they would they'd probably make money off that because of, 
like how many she had. Like she had a room filled with albums of it. Wow. It was just like even pay per view. She would just do it on paper. Sit there and do the pay per views. Like she wrote it all down because Tony Garcia was her favorite. She loved Tony Garcia, and you know that was her favorite wrestler. <laughs> oh man, now she did this for her whole you know for her whole adult life. You know up until she passed. Was she into wrestling? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Impressive, yeah, man. Yeah, she's been. Yeah, she was following Tony. Yeah, she. Well, I forgot who she said it was her favorite. Then she was like started liking Tony because she always thought Tony Guerrero was hot back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was awesome. Her, that was her, she, she was like, yeah, she always fell in love. Then finally, she got a picture with him one time, you know, and that was like her favorite picture in the house. You she know. had that hanging right up and oh, just yeah. blasted you, it out. You couldn't even touch. You couldn't even touch that or look at that <laughs> without her getting mad. She'd be like, "Don't touch it." You know, you look at it and you'd be like, "Don't touch it." Uh huh. Nobody's touching it. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. That's all. Awesome. That really is cool, though. You know, that's the awesome thing about sports and wrestling, yeah. and you know, different things out there. When people have their fandom, you know, who they love, and when you get that moment when you get to meet them and stuff, I think it's one of the coolest things we've had about doing the podcast throughout the years is. Um, you know, I've got an opportunity to, to meet some of the people that I've always wanted to talk to in the wrestling business. And I, I got one of my top bucket list people on the show recently. We had Mark Merrow on. I've just always been a big <laughs> fan of Mark and since he was Johnny B. Bad. And I don't know. That's the cool thing about wrestling and the wrestlers and the people out there. I still like watching him, too, because he reminded me of Rocky, you know, Rocky. Johnson. Oh, absolutely. In a different way, you know. Yeah, well, let me tell you, too, as a, as a human being, he is one of the nicest, kindest. That is no joke with Mark Merrow. Like when you see the motivational videos that he does, he is legitimately that nice of a human being in person. And there's so many. I mean, we've had so many guests on and, you know, some big names, some names that are in the middle, guys that are on the indie scene, guys just getting their break. And it's so much fun to be able to go do this and just. That's the one thing I say about wrestling is we share this passion. You know, me right. and you have never met in person. We can chat like we've talked forever because it's something that we share together. And I think it entered, you know, so many relationships for a lot of people could potentially be coming from this type of stuff just for their passion for the business right. and right. and loving it. There's guys that go out and go do it like you. And I, I love it. It's, it's just such a fun experience to, you know, wrestling is what it is. It's theatrics. It's fun. It's great. Now, when you get started, though, and what's the training like for you when you first get in there and start hitting that, hitting the ropes and uh, taking bumps? Because, uh, you know, the misconception is it's a really soft uh, ring apron, right? You know, it's going to, it's not going to hurt to take a bump on there. Well, like I said, I did martial arts. So I used to get flipped around, you know, in the martial arts schools, you know, on the floors and mats, everything. Um, compared to the ring and the floors, to be honest, I'd rather get flipped around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it, it was a little different feeling you know than being on because you know you got all that stuff underneath there and you can feel it you know you feel it the, especially the first time and then when you hit ropes you know it's like holy you know it's like holy cow you know what did i just you know what did i just run into you know because there's some you know some ropes are different than others you know and uh the the worst ones are to do is like when you're trying to train in the middle of a cold cold weather you know, and you're, you don't have heat in the area, you know, in, in your, uh, in your, in your dojo, you know, your school. Um, we did that once me and Sean Carr, when we used to train, it was in the middle of winter and I hated hitting those ropes in the winter. <laughs> Man. It was, yeah, it would be me, him. And, uh, I don't know if you know, there's a uh, Axel Lennox. Yeah. I've heard the name. I think, I think I've seen him yeah. a few times in some of the Axel, shows. 
yeah, that's three. You know, we'd all hit the rope. You know, we'd be in training, and but you know, some days was worse than others. You know, some days were good, some days were bad. You know, it all depends. Then you know, especially when you work long hours and stuff, and then you try to go to training after you work long. You know, I worked night shifts, so I'd get home and get some rest in and then go train and stuff. And then, you know, your body's like wants to rest and, but you're also telling your body, you got to train, you know, so <laughs> it's hard. It's physical. It's, it's yeah. a lot of physicality in there that, you know, people don't understand, you know, <laughs> what was the hardest part for you to pick up on when you first started, got in business? What, what were some of the things that were easy for you to grab really fast? What were some of the things that were harder for you when you were just learning? Uh, to me was, um, it was probably more like all the flip bumps and stuff were easy because I did martial arts. So I learned how to do all the flips, everything like to this day, even at my age, I'm 46. And when I do a, a, you know, a front bump on somebody, half the guys look and they're like, how the hell you do that? Like that's so good, you know, at your age, I was like, you know, it's just comes naturally with me from the whole martial arts thing. Uh, the hardest thing I think would be was trying to chain with people, the chaining part, you know, yeah. in the martial arts when we when we grappled each other it was like boom 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 you know take your opponent down you know without you know and everything so trying to do it that way inside of a ring was a little harder not try to you know not to try to turk you know torque somebody's arm like you're trained to do you know if you're somebody's trying to hurt you you know so i had to kind of like I had to kind of like throw things, slow things down, even with my punches and stuff. I had to kind of like try to pull, you know, throw things down and, you know, and things like that, because my mentality was, you know, the MMAs and the martial arts, you know, and then trying to get in there and not try to hurt somebody, you know, or anything. It, it, it was a little hard <laughs> at times. <laughs> I can imagine. Now, how long before, how long before you had your first match, you know, after, after you started training, how long before you get in there and you get your first match under, under your belt? uh after i would say i want to say it was like i think i was doing like six months or so before i got mine now your first match comes about six months in how was your first match did did, was it a success was it a learning experience what was it like for you to get out there the first time and go uh actually compete in front of a crowd Uh, uh one of the matches was a big battle royal and it came down to me and sean carr and that was like once that happened, the roof was, I like, there's a video of that. And it, you can hear the, like the crowd chant both of our names, you know? So that was a good adrenaline rush right there hearing, you know, the crowd be, react like that. First singles match. Um, it was, it was actually nerve wracking, <laughs> you know, being out there in front of all these people and everything being your first match and all that. All right. That is going to wrap up this episode. If you want to get the rest of this episode in full, all you got to do is head on over to patreon.com slash WWR podcast. That's patreon.com slash WWR podcast. You can get this show and everything else we do in full right on over on Patreon. It's as low as five bucks a month and the highest it gets up there for the tiers is only 15 bucks a month. So if you're a retro renegade, you want to check out all the great content interviews, all the great stuff that we got going on head on over to patreon.com slash WWR podcast, and you can check out everything we got over there in full. Thanks for your support, and we'll catch you over on Patreon.